You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson and it's 8.04am. Welcome back with us again. And Lawson, what's our next question for the quiz today? Okay, here we go. One of the boy kings was righteous but became wicked. One was wicked but became righteous. Which one seeked God his whole life? If you know the answer to that question, 0491-064-669. That's a good story, that one. You'll go into the draw to win none other than the Bible. The Bible. We're wanting to give it to you for free. <laughs> We've got this amazing leather King James Bible, which we want to give to you. Hey, provided you know the answer to questions and that you win the draw, which will be happening tomorrow. So, guys, this is some of your final opportunities to get in for the quiz again. One of the boy kings was righteous but became wicked. One of the... Kings was wicked but became righteous. Which one seek God his whole life? Which boy king was just following after God's own heart? Mm. Uh, and you might think that that's a clue, but the answer is not David. So, <laughs> it is not David. Yeah, because so, yeah, hey, there's a lot about his heart, hey. That's right. Hey, 0491 <laughs> is the number to text. If you know the answer, guys, send us some answers in. It is. Hey, we've got a text here from Greg. Mm-hmm. Greg says, hi, hope you are all well. Tricky question. At the end of the morning show today, as in yesterday. This, this came, is yesterday. This, this came through yesterday mm-hmm. after we left the morning show. So after the sign-out song, but before Tazzy Encounters, I heard an amazing song. It was an intense Woman singing about being the bride of Christ, and it spoke to me. Can you give me the name of the artist? There may be others that are wanting to know too, and we have let Greg know. But for those that may be interested, the song was "When You Look at Me" by Liz Hadassah. Liz Hadassah, such an epic name. Yeah, I know. Hey, you I'm, said I'm wondering if it's a stage name because Hadassah is a very Jewish name. And I have a friend whose name is Hadassah, actually. Shout out Hadassah. She's one of my classmates down in Avondale. Oh, lovely. But I'm like, Liz Hadassah, like, is that her last name? Is, is she then, like, ethnically Jewish and she's, mm. a, she's a Christian? I'm, I'm really interested. Interesting. I'm really interested yeah, yeah, no, we'll need to look that up. Hey, hey, Lawson, also, just, let's mention the name of the town we're going to say hi to again oh, today. Oh, Murray Bridge, and South Australia. Yeah. Shout out those guys. Yeah, Murray Bridge. If you're listening from Murray Bridge, we'd love to hear from you what makes you live in murray bridge how how long have you been living there what is it actually that you love about murray bridge do you tend to go down a lot to adelaide given it's pretty close let's just under an hour bridge yeah that's right hey lawson you know yesterday i covered a story about the lady the violinist who from the isle of wight oh yeah, um, yeah. in the just off the uk the mm. island of the uk and how she plays in the symphony orchestra and how she had brain surgery mm-hmm. and i know one of the questions that came through was from Suzanne, you know, so what was she maybe playing? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I've actually managed to look at the video. There is a video recording, surprisingly, on YouTube of her actually having the surgery. Not everyone can can look at those sort of things because they go like, oh, I don't like looking at surgeries, but she, she is actually lying down and playing the violin. That's amazing. So she's lying down and she is awake. She isn't playing any like symphony orchestra kind of music or not rehearsing. She's just playing a little bit of general notes on the violin yeah, doing some because scales. i must say i must say it is pretty darn hard to actually play the violin lying down uh yeah and when the back of your skull has been and taken out exactly, and they're doing brain surgery that's like, exactly it so yeah something to interest you hey lawson do you like popcorn? I like popcorn. You yeah. like popcorn? Oh, we've got some popcorn in you the studio this morning. Yeah, yeah, you know why? I just, it, something crossed my mind the other day. You know, uh-huh. the, the other week, was it last week, the week before, we were talking about uh-huh. Brussels sprouts. I asked you, do you like Brussels sprouts? And I said, 
Sometimes. Uh, so, I, I said most of the time, so, not really. Yeah, but yeah. But you yeah. really like popcorn? Yeah, of course. You know, I was thinking about this when I was just doing some Bible study last week, mm-hmm. how like, you know, because I like object lessons. Yeah. And some people are really good at doing object mm-hmm. lessons, okay? And every now and then one just springs up for me. Mm. And I just thought with popcorn, you know how the, pop, the, the corn is kind of virtually dead? Sure. Until you actually put it into the microwave uh-huh. or if you know if you do it the older way you put it onto the frying pan mm. and suddenly when there's this connection with something else with energy with heat there's there's this pop there's this explosion and it actually happens right you know it actually changes the whole nature from dead to something that is really a lot nicer that we can actually eat right mm. but here's the thing it's the it's the what's even better are the seeds the real seeds that are not not dead like this, but the ones that you put in the ground because they grow and flourish when they're watered, yeah? When they're watered and they get the sunshine and everything else. And I kind of thought, I kind of thought that's what we were talking about even last week and as we were going into Ephesians, that whole dead in our trespasses, alive in Christ, which Paul says to the Ephesians, to the Gentiles, that you are alive in Christ, you're now fellow mm. heirs, you are now co-workers, you're part of the inheritance of God. And I, th- and I just thought that's the same kind of thing that, you know, the popcorn is dead mm. unless you put something else with it. And I just think, you know, Jesus, when we put Jesus with it, but the whole real, real corn that is put into the ground that flourishes when there's water, it's watered. And, you know, that, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. You could probably equate it to, but how being in Christ changes us, changes us and makes us flourish. Mm. So anyway. Uh, if you like popcorn and you, yeah, you you like corn overall. I, I love corn. That's my favourite veggie. Uh, yeah, text us in and let us know. Um, yeah. 0491-064-669. It actually, it, it really uh, brings my mind what you've just shared to the parable of the leaven that's shared oh, in the yeah. book of Matthew and the book of Luke. You know, as Jesus says, he told them another parable, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven that woman uh, that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all leaven. Mm. And it essentially gets at, actually, often leaven is a symbol of sin in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so they would remove leaven, you know, when they would have, uh, for example, the Passover, they would eat unleavened bread, flat bread, essentially. But what we also see is that it's saying, oh, well, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven. Like. And, so, and so it goes both ways. That's it's right. like a, a bad symbol, a good yeah. symbol, depending on the context. But essentially the point of leaven is that whatever you put it in, it will affect. You know, you yes. put a tiny little amount tiny in. Tiny bit. And, and particularly if you look at like yeast and whatnot, yeah. you put like just a little bit of yeast in and all of a sudden your, your bread explodes. is exploded. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and so what we see here is that these little things that we can put into our life, seemingly little, whether it be uh, time in prayer, time spent with Jesus, you know, it, it can affect our lives so, oh, drastically, so drastically. Although it seems like one small little ingredient, mm. it completely changes the outcome of life. Yeah. And so I, I think that, like the ultimate version of that, is Jesus himself. Oh. You know, Jesus himself being that ingredient in life, that person who we connect with. You know, we have so many friends. Oh, like yeah. I, and and maybe you can reflect this morning, Danuta, maybe our listeners, and you can send us in a text message if, if you have any thoughts on this. You know, different people that you've had in your life that have affected you in some yes. kind of way, like a friend or a parent yes. or a sibling. But then we have like hundreds, like 
literally hundreds of friends. Like mm. now, in, especially in today's age, whether they be online or whether they be in person. I know for me as a church going person, like I know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who I spend time with regularly every week. Uh, but hundreds a week, like hundreds, wow. yeah, because I go to a church. <laughs> I go do you study there. I go to a yeah, church yeah. with over a couple hundred yeah, people, no, you know. True, so, you so, and you see these people. You walk into church. Oh, hey, such and such. Oh, hey, you yeah, know, you do a little yeah. catch up with everyone, and and throughout the week as well, whether it's going to uni or whatever it may be, we interact with so many people, and people kind of influence us. Some people less than others. You know, there's lots of people who we interact with, but the point is, is that Jesus can be that person Absolutely. that we interact with that changes our whole life. Yeah. yeah, one person has the ability to just completely shift the direction of of everything. After I think you know, comparatively, very little interaction. I think it would take a lot of interaction with a person to let them change your whole life, to let them you know move everything around, and you know, like to let someone be one of the people who focus and guide your direction. It would take a lot of uh, interaction with them. But Jesus, I think we need to have a lot of interaction with him. Oh, yes. But from the very moment we start to interact with him, he just changes everything. And we want to encourage you as our listeners, if you haven't given God a a chance, you haven't let Jesus into your life, reach out to him. And it is life transforming as it is, as it has been for you, Lawson, as it has Mm. been for me. It'll, it'll be the best decision you can make in your life. Mm. We want to encourage you to do that. And, but we're going to be keeping on studying today in our encounter with God time as we move into it Mm -hmm. of Ephesians chapter three. And, uh, of course, this week we're covering about the, the, the mystery of the gospel. Yesterday we unpacked about the church being the revealer of God's wisdom. Mm -hmm. And today, uh, we're actually going to be unpacking more about how Christ dwells in our heart. And Ephesians 3 unpacks that really well with Paul, with what he actually says in this space. And we're mm. going to, so open your Bibles if you've got them to Ephesians 3. We're going to be going right into that shortly and reading the passages of verses 14 to verses 19. Mm. And it's going to be an exciting time to discuss. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. Hey, Lawson. Hey, Lawson. Yeah, Uh exciting stuff. Hey, as we go into that, Mm. do you want to read for us Ephesians chapter 3? And let's read from verses 14 to verse 21. The Bible says here, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Mm, isn't that beautiful? I love Absolutely. it. And he even says the amen at the end. Yeah. But, so the whole chapter that we've actually looked at is about mystery of the gospel being mm. revealed. So the first first few verses down to verse 7, we unpacked that the other day about the mm. mystery being revealed, this whole thing about the Jews and the Gentiles being mm. together into one body, yeah. the fact that also the mystery is the whole, the overarching mystery is the salvation through, through Jesus Christ. Then we actually looked yesterday also about the purpose of the mystery and it's through 
through the church. And so today we actually look more about how he appreciates. And I love the fact, notice how he actually says, for this reason. Mm. You know, Paul actually opens this whole, interesting how mm. he actually opens this whole passage in, in, the, in verse 1 of chapter 3, mm. of for this reason. And like we said, Paul starts somewhere, then he kind of goes somewhere else, and then he comes back to it. And so when we actually see in verse 14, he says, for this reason, he's now coming back full circle to where it was kind of starting mm. off with, wasn't it? And he says there, I bow with my knees to the Father of Lord Jesus Christ, from who the whole family in heaven and earth is named. What do you think about that, Lawson? Yeah, I, I love this. Like from, again, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. The mystery that was being shared is that essentially Jesus has died for all people. Yeah. Uh, Jesus has come to save everyone. Uh, and this is so overwhelmingly good, so overwhelmingly amazing to Paul, like his understanding of this, when he's come to a place where he really grapples with the fact that Jesus's life is worth the salvation of everyone who's ever lived. Mm. He's like, hey, and how is this revealed through the people who are living coming together in unity? And then we come to this this passage here. It's like, for this reason, I bow my knees to Lord, from whom the family in heaven and earth is named. We see here that, hey, it is worth worshiping God over the fact that the world can be united under the banner of Christ. Yeah. That we have all been pulled together. Like, this is, if anything was, like, if we could worship God for anything, it's this very fact. And that's because division is so, division is part of the human condition that we live in now. You know, we... That's our complete human side, isn't it? Because of sin, yeah. Absolutely, because of sin. You know, when we reflect a little bit on history in particular, and we look at, like, a conflict like World War I, right? Mm. And it was the biggest conflict that had ever happened up until that time before, and the most people died in the shortest amount of time. And it very much started as a family squabble in Europe, that escalated into, you know, two small nations, the well, relatively small nations, Austria-Hungary Empire uh, versus the Serbians, and then all of their allies jumped in, and they all start fighting, and, you know, there's all these claims being made of who's going to take Europe next, and ultimately everyone fails. I mean, well, the Axis powers who are trying to take Europe, who are trying to win this battle, they mm. fail. Mm-hmm. Germany fails and mm. loses the war in World War One. Kaiser Wilhelm fails. And, and, and then it's like, oh, hey, guys, that great war just came and went, and there will never be war again after that because we've been able to see how awful and devastating war and division is. And particularly for Australia, you know, the Australian experience of World War One, going to Gallipoli, being a part of the Anzacs, it was mm. all of a sudden war went from an adventure to just horrific. And, yeah. and, and the, the feeling, the sentiment towards war post World War One was, hey, we never want to do that again. Mm. Which was then followed by World War II. World War II, yeah. that's right. <laughs> you know, like very, and very, more wars, which we even see the Ukraine more, war now. Exactly. Like, Continued division and the scale of that division oh. and the hurt and the pain that comes from it has even increased. And yeah. not even that is enough to deter war. Yeah. Like, not even, you know, the potential for billions of people to die. And, and since the advent of the nuclear bomb, mutually assured destruction, not even that is enough to deter war. Uh, even, it, which is, yeah, everyone's got their finger on the button. They're ready to go to literally blow up the world. And not even in the face of that can people say, hey, we should probably stop fighting. And this is because, yeah, the human condition, we have can be mm. conditioned into 
division. And that division is either, it, it's interesting because it's either a division against people, but mm. in some sense of unity, you know, we don't stay, we usually don't stand alone in that division. There's mm, no. usually some level of a, like a small group or whatnot that is yeah. divided against another group. Peer pressure. But then even when mm. we see unity in this world, it's often again, then against God. It's against mm. God, it's against morality, it's against all things true and all things right. Mm. And so as a result of this division, and it, it, to to suggest that there could be some level or some existence of a righteous unity, mm. it would be anti-history, it would mm-hmm. be anti-biology, it yeah. would be anti-human to suggest that that is even possible. Mm-hmm. But this is what Paul is this praising is God over. He's absolutely. saying, guys, like the blessing that God has given us, the salvation that he's provided us, this, I love that word, abundant, abundant. unity amongst yeah. people yeah. standing in truth. Now, it's very important to make it clear that this isn't universalism. This isn't what praise God because every single person will be saved. No, there is a condition to salvation. It's called repentance. God is wanting all people to repent. And that's what the Bible says, you know, in, in, I believe it's second Peter where the Bible says, you know, he's not slack concerning his promises, but is not willing that any any should should perish, perish, but that all should come to repentance. God is wanting this to take place. He's wanting people to be unified in truth and in a repentant spirit towards God so that that unification isn't made out of selfishness. Again, we read this morning, it's like, hey, let's unify Israel. Let's bring Christians and Jews together for what purpose? Oh, political gain. Uh, It's like, no, 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 it's not for political gain. It's it's not for some self-serving benefit, but rather out of self-sacrificing love. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, when you say about that whole self-sacrificing love, you know, when he says here about the whole family Mm. in heaven, that from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, Mm. he's, you know, the term we say also when you become, when you give your heart to the Lord and you become part of the church, Mm. you know, because that whole fellowship thing is really important to maintain Mm. us on our journey with Jesus. You know, like you say, you go to church Mm. and you connect with others and you're encouraged by others and you study the Bible with one another and those sort of things you worship god together all those things are important and that's what there's a, there's a term that we refer to as being part of the family of god mm. the family of god and what i love here what paul actually does here when he says the whole family in heaven and earth in the greek the word for family actually comes from the root word pater which is mm. father mm. okay which means the heavenly father in in this case the heavenly well it refers to father and then the, the word Family actually come, is, is the word patria, which actually mm. comes from that root word of father. Mm. And so when Paul actually says you're part of the whole family of heaven and earth, he's actually saying that you're actually linked with heaven and earth because of the fact, you know, you're, you're, you as a family come from the father. In mm. other words, our identity, your identity is actually found in the Father, mm-hmm. in God. Our identity isn't in other people, what other people say about us. Mm-hmm. Our identity is in the Father through Jesus Christ. And it actually gives us that sense of community and being being one and all, like you're saying, mm. being united. And that's so crucial. It's Absolutely. So, and it's so, so really exciting because then it goes, you know, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. There's mm. that link again with heaven, riches mm. of his glory, you know. And again, the thing that n- enables that you unification 
is our mediator, Jesus. Like he has filled, he has bridged the gap. Essentially, we have been separated. Jesus has bridged the gap. He has stood in as God and human, you know, living perfectly as God, living perfectly as human in perfect righteousness, giving us that ability to connect with heaven. And Mm. without him, we, without him, without connection, you know, we'd be done for. Absolutely. Uh, Humanity would would go extinct. But thankfully, because of him, yeah. This, this has enabled a future for us. I Hasn't hope. it? So beautifully. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Lawson, what's our last quiz question for today? Our last question quiz. Ciao. <laughs> okay, the last quiz question for today. Zibia was the mother of which boy king? 0491-064-669. Again, Zibia was the mother of which boy king? 0491-064-669. If you know the answer to that one, you'll go into the draw to win the Bible. We are giving out an amazing, awesome letter. Leather-bound, epic Bible, absolutely for free. Mm. To get, get it in your hands. Mark Finley study helps in that thing as well. You want it, yeah. Absolutely. Having a you Bible in your home. Amazing Bible. I don't know how many Bibles I've got at home, but lots. <laughs> yeah, I have a bunch of Bibles at home. I, I'm just, I'm a technological man. Uh, I have some really nice Bibles, but then I find I make all my notes. I have very bad handwriting, and so I make all my notes in my phone, like on on the phone on my phone Bible. You're a real digital man. That's right. I'm a, I'm a digital guy. Do you go to your, for your Bible for things in the in the computer, well, computer or or on your phone a lot too, or do you pull off those some of those that are on your shelves? <laughs> uh, no, no, I do, I do sometimes. It depends though. Like I've got my Bible that lives in my car, my preaching Bible. I've got my Bible that lives on my bedside table my study bible then i got a few bibles on my shelf i bought this epic family bible it was like a 250 dollar bible that oh. i bought for 27 dollars at a secondhand book shop that was like brand new like wow. no, not even names being written in it but it's got like all the sections it's got like beautiful illustrations and, and the section where you can write different names in and like of the family tree and whatnot uh, i was like oh this is awesome that's, so, that's exciting and yeah. i i got hooked up again it was like because yeah. I, I read the back because I'm, I'm looking at this bible i'm like this is a good Bible. Yeah, mm. 27 bucks, brand new. Wow, good so for you. I, 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 obviously, someone had donated it there. Like, they had bought it, and somehow it had ended up in this bookshop. And, wow. yes, yeah, so I've been truly blessed with good Bibles. But yeah, then again, I, I, find myself, I find myself on my Bible on my phone, mm-hmm. reading in the morning, or in Logos. Yeah. You know, just... Studying in so, so Logos is a program that's been put together to actually dig deeply into other commentaries and things like that mm. that actually un- help unpack the Bible mm. and help you understand a lot of different spaces when you want to really dig deep. So, oh, and that's amazing. a fabulous program, isn't it, it? It was very helpful for me in my theology degree, you know, doing some different, like it'll be like, oh, a case study on this verse and then to go through, to break it down, to find each word, to find the root of each word, to find the usage of each word, you know, because obviously the Bible is a translated document from mostly Greek and Hebrew. So mm-hmm. just getting in there and really digging in deep to, well, what is the ori- the original say? What is its context? And it just has all that information. Uh, so good. That's fabulous. Do you want to give us that question again it or was, dig deeper into our study again? Zibia was the mother of which boy king? 0491 Zero six four six six nine. You're listening to the breakfast show this morning with Danuta and myself, Lawson, and we have been talking about this unity that has come mm. within P 
people. Absolutely. Previously didn't exist. Didn't exist, yeah. But yeah. now, yeah, people have come together in unity because of the work that Christ has done. Yeah, yeah. And we were, we're in the passage of Ephesians 3, mm-hmm. verses 14 to, to 21, particularly mm-hmm. unpacking to verses 19. But we mm-hmm. actually picked up from verse... 15, we were actually looking at the whole family in heaven and on mm-hmm. earth and how the Father of heaven, we are linked with the Father in heaven. The Greek word is pater mm. and the family word is patria. So mm. there's that, that link between heaven and earth. And then verse 16 says that he would grant you according to the riches mm. of his glory. And then I've got, you know, how I mark my Bible. Look at that page there. Hey, right. Epic. Hey, you know, and so awesome. some time ago when I was actually studying the book of Ephesians, I've actually marked down, there's actually six key things then that he actually mentions. He mentions to be strengthened with might through his his spirit in the inner man. The second one is that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And the third one is being rooted and grounded in love. I love that. And we're going to unpack Mm. that in a sec a bit more. Uh, Verse 18, to comprehend uh, the width, width, length, depth, and the height. And in that case, Paul doesn't actually specify quite what he's meaning in whether that's about being the, the, the body of Christ, or whether it's the love of Christ, but many actual scholars believe that it's talking about the love of Christ because in verse 19 it says then the fifth thing that I've marked is the love of Christ that passes, which passes all knowledge. And then the sixth one is to be filled with the fullness of God. So many there to unpack, mm. hey. But what do you think? I mean, I just love the fact that he says to dwell in our hearts being rooted and grounded in love. And, of course, Jesus himself is love. That is the core. In fact, 1 John 4 says, for God is love. God is love. Those three words are the key element right through the Bible, right from the beginning Mm -hmm. to the very end. And when we're rooted in that, we can love others. And, Mm -hmm. therefore, when division can and does occur at times, um, then the thing is that love binds us together, isn't it? There's that song, Bind Us Together, oh, with that. cords yeah. that cannot be broken. Mm. You know, it's a beautiful word. And there's another the, the song, Power of Your Love, Hold mm. Me Close. You know, So when we're held close to Christ and we realize that the, the Spirit works in and through us, the, the, the Spirit impresses us then, hey, this division or this this uncomfortable discussion or uh, situation is not what is right as, you know, a Christian. We want you to make up to be united. Mm. Love is what unites us, unites us but in Jesus Christ, doesn't it? And then we actually see there that it's about the width, length, depth and height. What do you think of that? My mind actually reading this, being rooted and grounded in love and then talking about width, length, depth and height. You know, I immediately start to think of actually the parable of the sower Mm -hmm. and looking at the different seeds. And you've got, you know, different seeds being thrown on different grounds. The seed is the word of God. The ground is us. Mm-hmm. And that seed, it gets, you know, thrown on stony ground, thorny ground, you know, on hard ground where the birds eat it. And, and so you've got all this inappropriate ground and right. it's the condition of people. Yes. Uh, and it's the condition of where, you know, people are at in terms of their openness to the word of God and the different circumstances that can lead people to reject God, yeah. essentially, once the word has been shared with them. And and it's very comprehensive, mm-hmm. very applicable. And it's, it's like I pretty much have never seen a situation that is outside of what's being shared in the parable of the sower. Like when it says, oh, people reject the word of God because of this, it's like, yeah, yeah. Like I've never seen something outside of that. But it shows us like the good ground. It's it's the tilled soil. It's the soft. It's the open soil that 
has, you know, when we talk about width and depth and height, you know, it, again, it says may be able to comprehend. It's like because the width and the depth and the height of God's love is so great. It's and it's so never large. ending. That's what it means, it's, doesn't it? It's it's bountiful. It's never ending. Exactly. It's everlasting. All of those things. And that he wants to dwell in our hearts. That's, That's right. the thing. He wants, he wants you to let him into your heart. He's wanting to put heaven into our hearts. Oh, and it's like, well, how yeah. can we see that really take shape? How can we see it? Because lots of people get shared the Bible with, but not many, like as the Bible says, you know, uh, wide is the way to destruction, but narrow and straight mm. is the path of, of righteousness. You know, well, mm. sorry, narrow and winding actually. Uh, wide and straight is the path of destruction. Yeah. So all these different people, they hear the word of God, but what's the difference between those who accept it and those who don't? Again, it, I think it comes back, back to this idea of being rooted and grounded, grounded. in love. Mm. Like, oh, being, having a heart that is open to the word of God to Amen. accept it That's in it. spite of the circumstances that are around it. Because a tree that is rooted and oh. grounded, the wind blows, it doesn't and fall it over. Won't flow o- That's, it won't fall over. And the exciting thing is that, you know, we read even in, in Ezekiel, he says that God says, I will give you a new heart mm. and a new spirit. And also David, you know, the king, when, when he committed a really bad sin, you know, he mm. committed adultery, he actually came to the Lord and he writes in Psalm 51, create in me a clean heart, O yep. God, and renew a right spirit. That's right. So it's all possible through Jesus Christ. That recognizing that we do that, hey, it is inherently, I'm the problem. Yeah. Like, I, I, it is my roots, it is my grounds, like, this is, this is where the problem dwells, this is where it lies, but it's Jesus who can do the work to change that mm. and to implant that seed of God's word that we might become. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we're coming to the end of our show all too quickly once again and only one more day tomorrow. So make sure that you're going to be hooking in tomorrow. We'd love to hear from you, especially given that we're going to be having our draw from the quiz. And, of course, this week the prize is the Holy Bible, the Mm. King James Version Bible, something Mm. that may not be the wording that you'd normally be using these days, the these and thous and the thys, but it's actually got a lot of really good stuff in there. What are you talking about? That's how I talk. Yeah, I know. Sometimes you do. And and I'm just like... Uh, I'm, I'm in. I'm in the line at the server. Like, <laughs> give us me. Give, give us me my ch- chocolate bar. Yeah, like. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, the Holy Bible actually has the has the Bible study sections out the back by Mark Finlay. Yeah. You don't want to miss out on that. But give us the answers there. Absolutely, um, Lawson. So it's all about kings. First, how many boy kings were there in the Bible? There was three under twelve. Uh, and two others in their teen years. But yeah, it was those three that are specifically called boys. Uh, we've also got what queen, uh, what did Queen Athaliah cry out when she re- realized her reign was over and her grandson Joash was alive and being made king? It was, she cries out, See, treason, treason, treason. Yeah, I love this though. Like yeah, the other yeah. answers there. A conspiracy, God save me. Yeah. Uh, particularly D, the answer for D, I am Queen Athaliah. That's like that's, that's intense. It. But that's not what she said. She just said treason. But for she it, was the first monarch that, I mean, so she could have even cried yeah. that out. Kind of like, oh. I, and I'm the first queen too. Yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, she didn't. Continues on, fill in the blank. Surely at the commandment of the Lord uh, came this upon Judah to remove them out of his sight for the sins of Manasseh, according to all that he did, mm. and also for the innocent blood that he shared, for he filled Jerusalem with innocent blood, which the Lord would not pardon. Yeah, Manasseh was a 
bad guy. Like he was, he was not doing great things for pretty much the majority, the overwhelming majority of his life. But we know that in the end, he turned to the Lord. Mm-hmm. We'll be able to meet him. We'll be able yeah, to hang out with him and, and, and meet him in heaven and ask yeah. him, you know, what his what what life was like. You know, can't wait to see him at the second coming. It continues on here. One of the boy kings was righteous but became wicked. One was wicked but became righteous. That's Manasseh right there. Which one seek God his whole life? That was King Josiah. And then finally here, Zibia is the mother of which boy king? If you can scroll down for us, it was, of course, that of Joash, the mm. boy king. The final boy king, because we've got the rest of the names in Jehoash. here. We've got Man- yeah. Man- Manasseh, Josiah, but yeah, it was Joash, who we talked about earlier this week on the show as well, Joash. But hey, fantastic, guys. If you got questions correct... Well, you are going to be in the quiz for the draw. Well, for the draw for the quiz for this week for our King James Bible. Hey, also got some questions coming through from Wayne. Wayne asks, and this was in regards to the, uh, the, the one question we're talking about, Athaliah there. It says, Wayne asks, Athaliah reigns in Judah, then dies, and they rejoice. Wasn't she of God? Can you give me some context then for 2 Kings 11? Please, so much to take in. Now, we would love to answer this question. Yeah. And usually I would always take the opportunity to answer it. But what we're going to do, Wayne, is we're going to put this on question of the day this afternoon. So, guys, be listening in. It'll be at 5 p.m. during the Shell Drive Time show. You'll be able to, you know, get in at that time, listen and to some Lyle, fantastic music. And Lyle, who used music. to be on Faith FM, is That's the right. one that will be answering your questions. So Absolutely. That yeah, former in. breakfast show host Lyle Southwell will be there answering your question, Wayne. So, hey, and if you have some more questions of the day, because he just gets he just gets stuck into he it. He loves questions, hey, doesn't he? And he loves giving those answers, just digging in. 0491-064-669 is the number to text. Send in your different, uh, yeah, your different questions, and you'll be able to get those answered by none other than Lyle Southall. But, guys, congratulations. Fantastic job answering questions today and yeah just just awesome stuff yeah we've been getting lots of answers to the to the quiz questions as well in every way so Mm. really great work there and be listening out of course you know tomorrow for the further quiz questions so you can go in for the final ones and the phone number again is zero four nine one zero six four six six nine hey we've got one last text message coming in here from freco he says jesus was a child king amen jesus is the king of kings (laughs) the lord of lords hey uh, but Freco, sorry, you're not getting a point for that. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. We've come to the end of our show, Lawson. It's gone all too fast, but we want to remind our listeners we're back on again tomorrow morning at 7am, but this afternoon, following on from us, we've got Tassie Encounters. Then we've got this afternoon, we've got Afternoons with Shell at 3.30 to 5.30. And we've got Drive Time in South Australia, 5.30 to 6.30. And also at 5 o'clock we've got Lyle on with uh, Question of the Daytime. So quite a bit of things happening there. Um, Absolutely. And I'm sure you've been blessed. Hey, continue to listen to our great programming and remember to talk faith, to live faith, and to act faith. And guys, you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. Live your best life and stay tuned. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.